Hi, welcome to Redemption Review for this week. Um, we're blessed and honored to have Miss Beth Rowe with us this week to uh, talk about our um, sermon from yesterday. We're going to be focusing on Exodus uh, chapter 14, verses 15 through 29, and on uh, 2 Corinthians 1.20. Before we begin, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we just come before you now, Lord, in Jesus' precious name, and we just ask that you would be with us in this conversation, Lord, that it would be pleasing in, in your sight and in your hearing, Lord. Um, we ask that you would illuminate our hearts and minds, that we can just continue to um, grasp all that you have for us in your holy word. Father, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done, and we ask you to be with us now, for we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So, um, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And I love that scripture in just how it, we can count on him to come through. Mm -hmm. No matter how things look, we can count on him to come through. He's always faithful too. Always, always. faithful. And it says that, to the glory of God through us. How awesome is that, that when the Lord answers our prayers, that people can see what he's done in our lives. Yes, yes. It's, it's evident to everyone mm -hmm. around because really the bottom line is it's, it's for his glory. Mm -hmm. It's for his glory. It's always for our benefit and we're so thankful for that, but ultimately it's for his glory because of who he is mm -hmm. and he is so worthy of our praise. Yes. And I, you know, when I was uh, listening to the sermon yesterday and, and uh, we were talking about... Um, the fact that the promises of God are not the problem. The problem is that we often don't possess the faith to lay hold of them. Mm -hmm. and, and that really spoke to me. You know, I've looked, it, it, it caused me to be a bit retrospective and think about, you know, what things in my life did I miss out on because I failed to recognize that he was at work. And that he was going to complete that work. And I often wonder sometimes, what would have happened if I had just left it in his capable hands? You know? Mm -hmm. That uh, that really hit me hard. And so then um, it was saying that you have to be aware of what your focus is. If your doubt is leading you, then set your heart and mind on the things above and focus on Jesus. So we left off with the, uh, the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea. And I know you had some amazing insights into that. Yes, I get really excited when I was reading about it. Um, when Pastor brought up, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you, well, actually, yeah, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And like you were saying, like sometimes we get impatient or, you know, we want the Lord to do something on our timeline and he's not doing that. But he kind of gave Moses like a little check. Like, hey, like why are you crying to me? You know, tell the children of Israel to go forward. 
you know, because they were yeah. kind of in this in this stuck motion. But I got really excited when I read the part that says, "And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before them and stood behind them." Yes. Yes. I love that. Joe and Rita and I were talking about that last week because we we were talking about the fact that not only does does the Lord move us forward, but He has our backs. Yeah. He has our backs right. in every way possible. And we can rest in that and we can move forward because we don't have to worry about what's mm -hmm. behind because He's there. Yeah. He's there. And it's neat because sometimes He we have he has to move our position sometimes in order for us to get a full view of what's going on. And sometimes we're stubborn. You know, we're stuck and we don't want to turn around. Yes. You know, we don't want to admit that we're being stubborn or we don't want to admit <laughs> that, hey, it might be turned around or even to ask directions. You know, in this case, they weren't lost yet. They weren't going, but. They were going in circles. Yeah, they were going in circles, yeah. <laughs> But they were up against, you know, a rock and a hard place. Yes. And so I was reading, like, the commentary on that, and um, everything is strategic when the Lord says something, when the Lord yeah. mentions something. And I was trying to put myself, if I was there, you know, they had already seen that Pharaoh had released them. You know, they were probably excited. Can you imagine how excited they were? They were leaving. And then how quickly their excitement turned to, like, frustration and anger, and who were they yelling at? Moses. Yes. You know, they're coming at him. And um, just that the angel of God, you know, which we know is a theophany. It's Christ, you know, and before. And um, he was in front of them. And yes. then he went to the back to protect them. Absolutely. Know? And um, it talked about in the commentary how it was like fire. And the pastor hit on it and it said like the fire lit up their path. But it darkened the Egyptians' path. Yes. Know? So they had the light. They had that revelation. They knew where they were going once the ocean started to part. You know? And how awesome is that that they got to see the Lord light that up? Even though they were still being stubborn and crying about, you know, yeah. being there in that moment. Exactly. And you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking right now, in, in our present situation, you know, being creatures of habit, we still struggle with that to this day. You know, the the Israelites were praying for deliverance mm -hmm. and God sends them Moses and they didn't like that. And then they go through all these different things and they get released. And they they I mean they went kicking and screaming the entire way. Mm -hmm. The entire way. The whole time. The whole time. You know, we've been praying for revival for how long? Long for time. Long time. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, well, I'm getting ready to unleash some wonderful things. But we're kicking and screaming, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Because, well, we're quarantined in our homes and we're, you know, there's no toilet paper on the shelves. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. everything that you can think of. And the Lord is just saying, I'm doing something brand new here. Mm -hmm. Just trust me. Yeah. Just trust me. And we're too busy sometimes holding on to the old things. Like, yes. how many times have we robbed ourselves of a blessing, like you said earlier? Yes. Because we're stuck in this mindset, and we're not willing to shift perspective, or even just turn around, or do mm -hmm. it a different way. Yes. You know? 
sometimes it needs to be done a different way because it, that wasn't working or that is not going to work anymore, you know? Right. And this, you know, for me, this quarantine has been, um, it's been such a blessing to give me a different perspective. Yeah. Because how I was doing things before, it's not the same now. I have to do things different. I'm in a new season. I think a lot of people are in a new season during this quarantine. It's yes. testing your faith, stretching your faith, and you're like, okay, am I going to believe that the promises that are yes and amen, are they still going to apply to me even if I can't get to church, even if I can't go to work? You know, we've completely changed the way we're doing everything. Completely. Yes. But he's not changing. No. So are we going to stretch our faith to be like, okay, God, you're doing it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trusting you. You're changing it on me. So I'm going to go with that change that you're directing me to. Yes. You know, and sometimes we have to look at ourselves and be like, okay, am I being stubborn? Am I willing to go with the change? Because sometimes, I, if I'm being honest, I do not like change sometimes. If it, when I you get used you. to doing things a certain way, yeah. and then um, you have to change it up, you know? And, and it messes with, it is, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. That's, that's the perfect word. It is mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And we don't like being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We, you know, it, perfect example, you know, during quarantine, most of us have not gotten out of our pajamas and days. <laughs> we, we like comfort. Sounds like leggings. <laughs> leggings in my Bible and my coffee. <laughs> yeah. But we, we want to be comfortable. And God hasn't called us to be comfortable. Yeah. He just hasn't. Mm -mm. Um, we're being shaken up. Yeah. And, and I see that as such a good thing. You know, we need to be shaken up. Um, I remember when I was when I was in my husband and I were in Kyrgyzstan for a year, and we we found a wonderful church in the middle of a Muslim country, mm -hmm. and I experienced church in a way that I've never experienced it before. It was just very real, and or I guess the word I can use is organic. It just it flowed. There was no fluff about it at all there there were no fancy chairs there was you know no uh you know big wonderful looking stage the drums were held together with bailing wire and bungee cords literally and people from all over the world came together and gathered and raised their hands to the lord mm -hmm. and just praised him and all the fluff was taken away mm -hmm. and sometimes i wonder is, you know, maybe that's what the Lord is, is shaking away right now in us. Let's just get rid of all the fluff and follow me. Follow me in what I want to do because we've got a dying world out here. Mm -hmm. They're dying. And we've, we've got to take that seriously. You know, we've got to be shaken out of our complacency. Yes. And realize the importance of it. Like what you, there are people dying out there all around us. And we have to, it has to extend between, extend further than just the love of our family and the people that are closest to us. Yeah. We are living in a dying world, in a dying society. And the devil will take every opportunity that he can to make sure that people are blinded to the truth. And here we are, scripture said, the glory yes. you know, within us. 
Yes. You know, we may not have that pillar of fire here right now in front of us, but let me tell you, I don't need that pillar of fire to believe that the Lord's word is true. Amen. You know, because I've seen him do things. I've seen him transform lives. I've seen him do that. Yes. He's transformed my life, Amen. you know. And I think once we can break off our comfort zone, it makes things such so much bigger. It breaks, um, it breaks anything like, let's say, the mold. Yes. Right? This is where I wanted the Lord. I wanted him right here. And that's it. But he's like, no, I want you outside of this. We're going to break it because I am overflowing me to capacity. Yes, you know? and you know, when you were saying that right now, I was thinking about, you know, with the Israelites, the Lord, he, he was bringing them out of slavery, but he was trying to bring them out of their enslavement in their own mm -hmm. minds. Because even though they, you know, were burdened under the weight of Pharaoh, they were still taking their slavery of their souls with them. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to break them out of that mm -hmm. and give them a new mindset. But they wanted to hold on to their slavery. Mm -hmm. And how often do we do that with our, you know, he's created us to be a, a new, creation new creation in him. Mm -hmm. And yet we hold on to that old man mm -hmm. and we drag him around mm -hmm. and he's dead. Mm -hmm. He's dead. But we drag him around and um, try to revive him at times. Mm -hmm. When God is just saying, let it go. Let it go. I have something brand new for you that I want to do. And I think about them, you know, when the sea finally opened and they're walking on yeah. dry ground. On dry ground. On dry ground through this wall of water here and here into a new land. And I'm just overwhelmed by that, that he, the magnitude of that miracle. But like you said, you look at it, transformed lives mm -hmm. and look at the magnitude of that miracle. And I think sometimes we overlook the transformation or we overlook the process. And I was reading like the commentary on this and it talked about how it said, the Bible says that it took all night yes. to separate the sea. The Lord could have did it in an instant. Yep. And can you imagine being an Israelite on the edge of the water and you know, like you're seeing, okay, there's the Egyptians and then you're seeing, okay, they're getting a little closer. Okay, they're right there, you know, and you're like, okay, what's going on? And you turn around and all there is is this vast ocean. And then the Lord begins to split it. And are they thinking, okay, wow, he's going to do it like right now. But he makes them wait. It takes hours. It takes the evening. The Bible says that the winds came from the east and, you know, blew through the night. night. And can you imagine seeing the, like in my mind, in my mind, in Elizabeth's version of what happened, you know, I'm seeing it split from the bottom and then just go up, 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 up. But it has to go the whole length of the ocean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then while this is going on, the pillar of light is burning fiery lighting this in the darkness illuminating their path but also shading and covering the egyptians you know yes. so the egyptians couldn't see what was going on so I went, on that end of it they're like oh yeah we got him right where they're at they can't go anywhere we got him you know they were probably thinking they were victorious yeah it all becomes perspective from their end 
they had them where they wanted them. Yep. You know? But what the Israelites saw was the Lord in action. He saw them making, they saw him making a path. And it would have took time to move two million people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because they, they didn't cross instantly. I know the Lord could have made them do that instantly. But it was a process. You know? And, and then the faith, their faith to step through that. Can you imagine? Yes. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I am afraid of drowning. That's like, because I can't hold my breath. So I'm horrible at it. I, I did cliff dive into into the ocean in Hawaii, and I, it was horrible. It was horrible. And the only reason I did it is because the Lord sent me like a little angel of light into the water. Because <laughs> I kept trying to throw myself off, and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And I was petrified. And I called out to the Lord. I was like, Lord, you have to help me. You know, don't embarrass me in front of my friends. <laughs> you know. And he did. He was gracious in my request. And I literally saw something come down from the heavens and swirl into the ocean and then I jumped in but let me tell you I couldn't get myself to so I couldn't imagine having that trust that you see the dry land but imagine the water the ocean water that's been on each side on either, on each side, side, on either you know, side either side and that really speaks to me because of the, what you're saying about the process mm -hmm. you know it our souls are saved in an instant mm -hmm. But the working out of that salvation mm -hmm. takes a lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, we've got the enemy on this side, mm -hmm. our, our former life even, mm -hmm. you know, that's here. And God's moving us through. And the water is that process mm -hmm. getting us to the other side. To the other side. And it's, it, it, it's, it's a walk of faith. But it's like, okay, what do we, what do we have to let go of and leave behind mm -hmm. so that we can move forward through into the process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times too, when you first come to the Lord, you think it's gonna, you know, and some people are instantaneously mm -hmm. changed. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. It's just... But for most of us, it is a process of laying aside those old habits and replacing them with new, um, godly habits that are going to build up our character and and the transformation is is um a process yeah. when when i first came back to the lord um i had a horrible mouth like i i, I worked with some amazing women and um they had potty mouths and so i had a potty mouth and it was bad it, it was bad that, yeah it? it was it was a habit and then I remember I, I gave my life back to the Lord. And I came home, you know, from that service. I came home. And I told I sat everyone down. And my kids were little. And I said, look, Mommy is not going to say any more bad words. Because they were little. They were small. Maybe like five and four when I gave my life back to the Lord. And I wanted, I, it was important for me to tell them. So one, they can hold me accountable. Even though they were little. Because I wanted, I knew instinctively, like, I have to change the way I talk. But it became a habit. The conversation mm -hmm. became a habit. Because, you know, who you are, the the five closest people to you, you begin to pick up their habits, their manners, and how they talk. And so I told them it was really important for me to tell them. And I remember they're like, okay, Mommy, and probably had no idea, you know, anything. But I remember as I would go on, and, you know, it was a habit. I had to break that habit. And, I would, and so I just said, Lord, help me renew my mind give me different words and i wasn't talking replacement mm -hmm. words just change my conversation yeah 
you know. But I had to admit that I wasn't in control of that. You know, I, I had to admit that there was something that needed to be changed. And the Lord was so gracious with that, so gracious. And he, he changed my conversation. He renewed me. And um, in Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of Mind, she always talks about um, the Israelites' mindset. And she said, how many times do you have to go around that mountain, you know? And how many times have we went around that mountain, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've been a Christian for 40 years now. 40 years. And there, there are still things that, that I struggle with. That I struggle and I have to give it daily over to the Lord. And yet he, he's gracious in that he has given me glimpses of my transformation. Not so that I can brag over it, but so that I can be encouraged mm -hmm. by it. It's like, he's like, I didn't leave you as I found you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not done. I'm not done with the process. Yeah. Because my promises are yes and amen. I told you that I would do this for you. And he does it. And he does it. In his time. In the process. And when you talked about the process, it kind of reminded me about this. Pastor hit on that yesterday when you talked about that the Lord, he did the work. He took off. And I highlighted it. It said, and that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud. And he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And I know you had mentioned something about that earlier. and But he was in it. The Lord was in that process. He had already started to shake up their wheels. Yes. And can you imagine what the Israelites felt when they already crossed over? And then they see the Egyptians start to go into the water. So they're thinking probably worst case scenario. Oh my goodness, they're going to make it across the ocean too. Yes. But the Lord was already in the process. He had already troubled them and started to shake up their wheels. You know, yes. they had the confidence to go through, but he had already started the process of getting rid of the problem, taking care of the problem. Yes, and that speaks you know? to our problem, you know, the problems that plague us, mm -hmm. that God is going to go in and deal with those. Yeah. As we focus on him mm -hmm. and we make him our priority, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That he'll deal with those problems in our lives. Yeah. That doesn't mean everything's going to be smooth. No. no. Is he going to solve every problem? No. That's not what he prom promised yeah. us. In fact, he promised us we would have tribulation. Mm -hmm. And we can be guaranteed of that. Yeah. But our ability to cope, to respond in a godly way, mm -hmm. to be resilient and make it through, he's promised us all those things. Yeah. To, to the end, until Every we make promise. it home to eternity. Mm -hmm. And we can thank him for that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm blown away by that. Mm -hmm. So we can keep moving forward. Keep moving forward <laughs> with our wheels intact, not loosened, right? Exactly. We got intact wheels. Yes, because we're standing on a firm foundation. Yeah. That's, that's the, the thing we can, we can always be blessed by the fact that when we make him our foundation, he will always give us sure footing. Yeah. And one of the things that, that, um, that I wrote down yesterday is that the Lord will dismantle the difficulties that pursue you. He, and he will dismantle mm. the opposition. I wrote that too. He dismantles the opposition. Dismantle, take apart, you know. Yes. 
and and it's we done. we're gonna make it through this time. We are. And so, I, I'm I'm just so blessed by that, and I'm so blessed by your insight and your perspective. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I just pray that. It, for all of you that are, are um, watching right now, if you're going through difficult times, just know that the Lord is there. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He never will. His promises are yes and amen. And if you're struggling, know that we're here to help you, to walk you through it, to lead, help you find the way through. So thank you so much for being with us today. And we just ask you to um, be safe, be strong, and focus on Jesus. Father God, we just thank you for this time, this time that we can um, be encouraged in your word, Lord. Father, I thank you that in this difficult time of um, quarantine, the wonderful thing that we have is we can spend time in your word. So I just pray that everyone would be encouraged in that that they would focus on you, that they would look into your word and understand the promises that are available to us. Again, Father, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done, and we ask that you continue to go before us because we know you have our backs. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen.